0: Bonjour, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the second ever episode recorded of the Low Mid Podcast. Oh yeah, we in this bit, we in this bit. We live. <laughs> Where we talk about things from a lower middle class perspective. Uh, as always, I'm one of your hosts, Huey Revolution. And with me also, as always, are my two very good friends and business partners. Let's start on my right with...
1: Ramil. What's Ramel. going on, man?
2: And... Nemo, this is. Nemo the Zeus. Nemo the Zeus
0: you dig so we got a good show lined up for you guys today we're going to talk about some trending topics and then as always we're going to get into our top uh, three list of the day which we'll talk more about later and then we're going to talk about our show and tell topics where we bring something that we think should be talked about more to the light to each other and you
2: guys and not, nobody knows what our show and tell topic is yeah we didn't share them this we time. didn't share them this week so
1: each one of our show and tell topics would be a surprise to everybody yeah. who's but on podcast. i didn't
2: share mine last week either
0: oh yeah he did yeah he, he did, did. nemo's on a streak <laughs> so make sure you guys leave comments letting us know your opinions on these topics and as always vote on whose list is better and give us some feedback on the show and tell topics as well because we want to get you guys involved we want to talk to you guys build for a sure. little community and stuff you dig Bay facts all right so we divvied up the responsibilities of looking up info for the week so who wants to go first Ramil or nemo
1: Um, It doesn't matter. I mean, we can start with the Oscars. It's fine. Okay, Let's start with the Oscars. The Oscars, of course. The Oscars happened. The Oscars (laughs) happened. Um, One of the bigger stories coming out this past week was the Oscars Um, and the conversation surrounding the black presence at the Oscars. Mm -hmm. I kind of felt like that was... Yeah, so, so. it's always something that's yeah. like, you know. But this year specifically I felt like just because of um of course like the protest that we the protests I'll put that in quotation marks that we went on last year, the whole hashtag Oscar's oh, So White. Oscar's so white. It happened last year And so this year It seems like It, it, it kind of came off Like it was They just gave Some niggas Some awards Just yeah. to Kind of quiet some Yes In their mind It's just like Okay we'll, we'll give y'all What y'all been asking for The recognition the award Just so y'all don't have To create a hashtag And create an uproar About not being included mm. So I think that was Partly the purpose of why I'm um, not saying that these um, People who didn't win Like who won Didn't deserve it I'm not saying that Like yeah. they totally did um, But I do think like The academy this year Was kind of like Okay Well not the academy Is it the, it's, it's, not, the, it's an academy It's an academy I, I an academy. believe um, Yeah whoever decides Who gets the awards this year I think that they definitely Took into consideration The backlash That they received last year Of course So not only that did, money. Not only did they uh, Make sure that Black people were nominated For shit That the black people Actually won shit <laughs> <laughs> This time around Yeah um, Of course some of the biggest winners of the night were uh, regina king spike lee mahershala Ali, um the uh costume designer for black panther i think her name is um
0: and much deserved to everybody much to everybody award,
2: yeah it's nice to see regina king still getting oh it. yeah she, yeah for sure she's getting her king. shine she's ruth one of my e
0: favorite actresses
1: ruth e ruth e carter is the um costume designer who got um the award for Black Panther. Bigs up
0: to her. Big ups to her. For yeah,
1: sure, because the movie ups. would look beautiful. Yeah. And oh everybody my god, the looked, costumes
0: for Black Panther were amazing.
1: They were on point. Um, so yeah, basically, I just think this, the discussion around the Oscars should be around, like, what is our com- what is our relationship as a community with the Oscars or awards shows in general? Like, should we even give like, Meritor like, any kind of... What should, like, should we ascribe any real meaning or validation to these mm-hmm. awards? Wait,
2: so are you talking about us, our, or, our or community us, us as a community okay um i mean yeah i think we should because uh this isn't it the award show for like f- films it's the one it's the biggest one for film yeah yeah yeah, yeah so that in its own is uh hold some some significance and carry some weight because i know the oscars have been around for man, almost a century forever right, right. yeah,
0: yeah. It, I, but there is a, a f- uh a touchy relationship between the black yeah. community and the Oscars. Same with the I mean, Grammys, look at the too. first person of color to win an Oscar, won an Oscar for a character literally called Mammy. hattie McDaniel. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And she had to go to the back room to get her award.
0: Right. So it's mm. when, the, when it starts off like that, and then all the way in 2000, what was it, 17 or 18, where we had that Oscar so white thing, mm-hmm. it makes you think, like, should we be putting so much Uh, effort into being like oh I hope we get the Oscar or whatever what I think is as a community we should continue to press them and like call them out on the bullshit and be like there's not enough black people here but in the back of our minds we can just like kind of not put so much weight into it like we definitely need to press them every year just be like you know diversify the people that are voting for which movies become Uh, The top picks and we want to see you know, I'm saying there should be it shouldn't be every time we get an award It's some sort of like subservient role or not a main, you know, hero role or some shit like that Yeah,
1: yeah, I I feel that so we
0: should press them But at the same time we need to start validating our own community Like sure we need to create some sort of award show for ourselves where like if we want to see this like representation you know we need to kind of create it for ourselves because there's a lot of uh, creators out there that w- people just don't know about because the general public only like looks at the big award shows and stuff they don't go underground searching like we do and stuff
2: yeah and here's what's flawed about the um, big award shows like the Oscars and the Grammys is is there a, I'm trying to figure out the word um, is the is there it's the review team I guess yeah, the, the processing the, the yeah, filtering people that pick who, the, the, wins, the, who yeah. actually who are getting the nominations mm-hmm. and the awards and stuff yeah. even th- that's just super outdated come like, on yeah like I know that they still they, they probably still use the same group that they've been using for the past what 40 years maybe? I don't they've been trying. Know. I know like, recently, I know they're all white people they, so yeah it's mostly
0: all white people from what I've heard yeah, like yeah, I know they mix mixed it up recently but it's still like you just look at the results like you know these aren't like 20 year old black kids being like oh yeah. this movie is the best yeah. and, and we talked about this even in class like even this year uh green book was the movie that won right yeah in which best the, picture again, right? you have that white savior role that well as many people view it as that mm-hmm. um i personally haven't seen the movie so take my words on this with a grain of salt but you have that white savior role or you have the black guy not really being the main focus on his own he has to kind of be paired up with a white guy for him for their movie to win yeah. you know what i mean yeah so I don't know. The Oscars is just... It's a mixed bag. We yeah, definitely need to bag. press them, just for the general public of people that don't really think like us. They just want to see representation. But also, we need to create some sort of a, a award system on our own merit so that we can be like these are the movies our community is proud of this year you know
1: yeah I think we should I think that's the that's the direction we should probably uh, put the most stock into is just creating our own platform for us to celebrate us Mm -hmm. um, and um, and stop being so dependent on them to recognize
0: us so we're all three of us are filmmakers yeah we are if you guys didn't know we all work together we have a a production company called Low Mid Productions hence the name of our podcast so you know I'm saying eventually we want to make like really big movies and stuff right that do really well so, if the if the conditions of the Oscars remain as they are now, in the future, are you going to be like hyped to get an Oscar, or are you just kind of not going to care? Me personally, yeah.
1: Me personally, personally. Um, me personally, um, I would be. I, it'd be cool to be nominated for an Oscar to get one, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't predicate whether or not I was successful or not based on that. Yeah. Um, if I don't get it, if I don't get an award, I'm not going uh, go go to love any any less. You going to go to the to the show? If I get nominated, yeah. Uh yeah, like I think it's, yes, yeah, it's like especially like the first time mm-hmm. I go, like I I would want to go and meet people, I'll meet people I I um I feel, you know look up to and stuff. I feel you, yeah.
0: It, it like the Oscars, like we said. Hopefully, it just continues on this train of ingratiating more minorities and you know people of color into award-winning categories and having them win awards if it continues on that train and it gets to like an even keel i would go but if we end up with another oscar so white situation and start declining i straight up wouldn't go because how am i gonna go in this room full of people that work just no not full of people that work just as hard as me and are people of color and I'm just gonna sit in this room full of white people and accept their award, essentially. You know what I mean? I wouldn't go if it's like that. Yeah,
1: under under. under I would that just be like
0: happy that I got nominated. I would probably send somebody to go and take it for me and say a speech on my behalf, or something. You know or I, I would stand out and like say some some wild shit on it. Send speech. a video, to the so, motherfucker. So they might send cut like me off. Some Drake shit, right? yeah, like so they might cut me off. <laughs> or Or are you gonna say some
1: real shit if you do go i
0: would say some real shit (laughs) if i got nominated and won. so people at the oscars
2: are listening to this right now and crossing my name off the list (laughs) back to that point you were making earlier about we need to make our own i feel like that's the direction that we're going to be headed in the next decade if especially if the oscars doesn't like open up their mind a little bit yeah yeah so listen oscars especially since like uh It's coming out to the light that award races are just popularity races anyway. Yeah, man. Yeah, we already knew that. Literally,
0: I learned—I forget what class I learned about where we talked—like, one of my film classes, we talked about, like, how they're, like, getting an Oscar— For a movie is like essentially like courting someone like, you know what I mean? It's less based on the skill of the movie that of course that all goes into it. But, you know, it's it's about the time the movie's released and it's about placating a certain uh, members of the academy and having these parties where you you invite certain members to watch and, you know, shit like that.
1: See, that seems like a whole bunch of other bullshit. You have a whole bunch of bullshit that goes into whether or not you get picked to win. And it's like you don't know how many factors really. Well, all the criteria that a movie needs to get these kinds of awards, or these people need to get these kinds of awards, these people bust their ass. I'm saying, man, you know, what I'm saying, which and is it?
0: also why I don't. So, like, like some major film, you know, what some major film person or someone of the future that's going to make a major film is listening to this. So, if you put your heart and soul into something, and this is with all artists. Don't just be looking for validation from outside sources, especially ones that of people from people that don't look like you. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, they don't understand where you're coming from. They may not see your movies in the same, in the in the same way that you do. So just make your art as best as, to the best of your ability and just be satisfied so that even if you don't get that nomination, like you don't fucking trip out and be like what the fuck. Like make movies to make good movies. Don't make them yeah. Oscars, cause for Oscars cuz that would
1: be whack as well. whack as hell and i would I, then i would question your real intention <laughs> like yeah. do you just want to get awarded or do yeah. you actually just want to make good content yeah so you know what i'm saying And you
0: know sometimes when you're like a kid you'd be looking at oh i want to do this for the award but like or like you do something thinking you'll get an award and then you don't and you get sad so you know just for the people out there who are who are very uh motivated by awards don't don't hang your hat on that too much just make some good shit
2: and send it to well, us we'll look at it that's the first thing you should be worried about just making it good yeah, and just you being content with it and satisfied with
0: it. Um, yeah.
1: overall, did you guys even watch the Oscars live? Or did I did you, not. Of
0: course, not. you know what I'm saying. <laughs> like uh,
1: we didn't. I didn't watch them, but like yeah. of course, like I saw the clips on Instagram. I think the, a cool moment was definitely the Samuel Jackson and Spike Lee moment because that's mm-hmm. Morehouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they both Morehouse. So yeah, you know that some, shit was there's dope.
0: some camaraderie there, some
1: good looks there. And I definitely think and he should have like, got an Oscar. Ben had an Oscar for Do It Right Thing. Oh my! God. He should have had an Come Oscar on, back man. then. Don't like, come on now. It's have you seen whole, do the right thing,
0: Nemo? Uh,
2: of course I have, but that's another discussion. That's another discussion. <laughs> but before we
0: actually, before we get into the next topic, let, let's say our Instagrams because we didn't say it last time and we haven't said it so far, just so, in case we forget again. Oh, Okay. So, so
2: um, yeah, y'all can follow me at Nemo the Zeus. That's everywhere. N e m o the Zeus z e u s. You can follow me. This is Huey. Huey.
0: Revolution speaking at Huey Revolution on pretty much everything Instagram, uh, you know SoundCloud, YouTube, and also me and Ramil and Nemo. Uh, we have a YouTube channel called Low Mid, so go check that out as well.
1: Yeah, y'all yeah. can yeah. follow me at King Ramil at Instagram. That's pretty much all that applies <laughs> to. <laughs> all right, um, and so yeah, yeah, um,
2: more content coming to that Low Mid channel. Oh, yeah, soon. for sure. Be on the lookout. Moving on to the next topic. Um, what yeah. is Yeah, so one of the one of the trending topics is the fact that Michael Cohen, who you you guys probably don't know, he's he's one of I've uh, heard about him. Oh yeah, he's he's one of Trump's former assistants, and Michael Cohen he finally had his testimony on CNN Mm -hmm. last week and. He, he basically snitching straight up on Trump, so it's, it's finna be over with for Trump. You think so? So what? Okay, so what
1: exactly is he—okay, so what is he telling about Trump? Because I don't know that and
0: part. And before you actually give the facts, because I don't know yet, but I do remember leading up to, like, this happening, I saw, like, some shit on the news about him basically breaking down about how, like, he gets out of jail, Trump wasn't riding for him, and he's like, I'm telling everything. Because this nigga was fucking did dr- me dirty and shit. Nigga
1: said, fuck you, nigga. I know all your dirty lines, Drew, nigga. I'm finna air you the fuck yeah, out. Like
0: how is Trump gonna do some shit like that just showed you the arrogance of Trump? Like, yeah, that, he gonna do that shit and then you get out, he's like, I don't know, nigga, we'll figure that shit out later. You know what I'm saying? We'll figure that shit out. Just chill, dog. Like, dog, I spent time in prison, like, help me out. Like,
2: nah, I don't nigga, know about
0: I'll help you when I'm ready, nigga. Hold you know what up, man, say? nigga, hold up.
2: Yeah, but that, that's one of the points I wanted to make is how how much of a con artist Trump actually is? Uh, Michael Cohen, <laughs> okay. he, he's bringing that to the light, yeah. in front of all these people. He's coming out and saying, "Yo, I've been working for this man for ten years blindly. So if anyone else is doing the same, y'all will probably follow the same consequences that I've been to face." So, so give us some more facts, man.
0: Yeah, so, so it's like, what, what exactly happened?
2: So, he had the story, Daniel. The story, Daniels thing. They had a whole lot of hush money. Stormy Daniels. Yeah, the story, Daniels case, uh, where Trump was basically smashing a porn star oh yeah i heard about that. yeah and (laughs) there was smashing
0: stormy daniel yeah like currently or like back in the day
2: like if he was i think it was like what's it after election
1: after election i think it was after election so he got elected and was like hey yeah i think i was some of this this president
0: pussy
2: (laughs) presidential pussy pussy. (laughs) the inaugural address all right the when inaugural was- undress okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, and of course y'all know about the uh, the rumors that he's been colluding with Russia yeah yeah, yeah so he, he didn't really touch up that much on that but he kind of hinted at it and he, pretty much Cohen just confirms what we already know is that he is a racist, a con artist, he's just doing it for his brand, he's not trying to make America great again, he's trying to make his brand great again and Michael Cohen, he didn't know that until until the recent years. And or like, at least he's claiming that he didn't. <laughs> you know, he you he might have probably been shit, to a bunch shit. Up, I mean, he's doing something positive now. No, no, yeah. No, no. yeah, he's doing something. But honestly, if he didn't realize that, he wouldn't be talking to us because... Not only did he tell us what he's been doing, he showed us a lot of documentation. Mm-hmm. He brought the checks that Trump signed himself from yeah. his personal bank to cover up for the hush money that Michael Cohen was sending out. So did he, for say, Trump. did he say why he's doing this? Like what sparked this?
1: Yeah, I was about to say, it was when, when a
2: have? What made him be like, you
0: know what? Well, fuck Donald Trump. I'm going to snitch on this motherfucker.
2: I guess when he went what to... made do- him
0: pull a 6-9, man?
2: Yeah, I guess when he went to jail and he noticed that uh, Trump was like, "Oh, this nigga's is a rat,"
0: oh, and he didn't get him out of jail. <laughs> wait, hold up.
2: So wait, okay, so when he so, when he when he got
1: locked up and Trump didn't help him, that's when he figured Trump was a rat ass motherfucker.
2: I think so. Don't, oh he said Trump is Cohen. a rat. Oh wait, no, no, wait, wait, no, no. I Trump said that. Cohen is a rat. Trump uh, said Cohen. Oh, is a Trump, Trump rat. said Cohen Be- was a rat because oh, yeah, Trump knew he that to blame-
0: he tried to get Cohen To take the fall for his shit, right? Essentially, yeah,
2: yes. Essentially, essentially. I'm I'm, I'm learning as much. I'm, no. I'm learning as much as y'all are, to be honest. Oh, okay. We're all right. Because well, this, this 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 is a got the gist of it. Yeah, yeah. This this is a story that's going to go down in history. To you be think honest, so? because yeah, you think so? Yeah, because I, Trump is such a he's such a is man, a global figure. Trump does he's horrible shit all the time, man. I know, and like, but it's to the point where you think this is
0: the one that's going to break him break him down.
2: I bro, well or at least one of the more memorable ones i i think this moment is going to lead to his um impeachment you really think so i think so because that's that's the way it happened right now that's the way it happened with nixon wait was it nixon that got impeached i don't remember i don't remember i don't know i don't know i don't know either
1: but either either
2: way did nixon get impeached Ken? did nixon get impeached he did oh nixon was the one that got impeached okay Okay. yeah so it's it's kind of the same thing that's happening with uh Hmm. with yeah bro my prediction is that this shit just blows under the wind
1: low-key i don't think i don't think he'll be impeached i
0: hope not but no no that's my prediction bro i I hope you're right though we hope you're right yeah but i I could see trump just he'll he'll just just get on tv and say some fuck shit and
2: all his supporters will be like well yeah
0: it's not true (laughs)
2: Here's (laughs) here's another thing that here's another thing that cohen made Trump realized that he knew he was racist. One time in private, Trump asked Cohen, can you tell me a country run by a black man that wasn't a shithole. Oh my God. And that was wild. Well, we knew, we Obama, know Trump's racist. Yeah, we, yeah, we know.
1: We,
0: I, guess, I, knew guess, that. I guess you need the fact to support it up. I mean, back it up because people are going to be like, well, he's not. Yeah. Like, see, the crazy thing is we live in a country where we know our president's racist, but it's just like, we have to is prove it a problem yeah, right now? That's the, because, that's
2: oh how we moved day because today. when Cohen, uh, after Cohen brought up all these facts and stuff, it, the funny part was to me, the funny part to me was how the Republicans were reacting to this. They were trying to defend Trump, of course. They of were, course. They were, Talking about oh no you,
0: and all that shit. Yeah,
2: they're they saying things like oh no, you're just mad that you didn't that you didn't get the White House job. But Cohen was like, nigga, <laughs> I'm working with the president. I don't want to be in the White House. I'm already good working with the president. What else did they say? Um, yeah, they were also saying things like Trump never made any racist comments. I've I've been in private with this man. I know he's like, well, of course you've been in private with Trump, and of course he's not going to show your race his racist side to the Republicans. And of course, if you're down for him, you wouldn't say that shit. Exactly. Like, imagine on his side. Imagine on his side. you you're on him. His side, be like, well,
0: but well, yeah, he did say nigger that one time. But you know, besides that, <laughs> he's not a racist. You know, blow that shit out <laughs> of the yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I even <laughs> I heard it lie. Some- when did people stop lying? I'm not I'm not saying who I'm not saying, you know, I know one way or the other, but I'm just saying all that shit. You can kind of throw that out when it's people that are that close or work for this motherfucker. Of course, they're going to have his back because they're out. He's out the job. They're out the job.
2: It's it's time to get this clown out the office. On
1: top of that. He has a whole legion of people who are openly racist supporting him. So if that's any indication of what his ideologies are, Mm. if anybody's paying attention on the surface level,
0: that should tell you a little bit about what this motherfucker believes. Man, the the whole shit with the Klan. Yes. I I don't want to say – well, take this with a grain of salt. I don't remember the exact quotes, but I just remember – Something with Is like They're not all bad people Or some shit like that He probably did I don't did think gonna, I remember uh, People that were directly In the clan. I don't remember I don't know that Either clan out. or
1: associated Or have some kind of Maybe general white Right wing yeah, beliefs Yeah he was saying Some fuck shit Yeah He
0: always says some fuck shit
1: so. Yeah he always on some dumb shit He's been on some dumb shit Since the fucking 80s When people were rapping about him And now he's the president
0: Now they're mad <laughs> Now we're like Oh fuck Well it makes sense When <laughs> he wasn't in power They were like They can yeah. just laugh at this nigga yeah, now they're And try to make... get some of his money But yeah. now he's the fucking President of the fucking
2: United States of and America And really into the he office.
1: trolled his fucking way into he the office he literally memed his way in, into the office and because nobody but no but you know why though because because nobody believed that he could win that's why he Bro, won we were laughing we were laughing at we were like, shit. Oh, like
0: and then just fucking numbers started to slowly rise was above like, everyone. Like, oh, on election, election day else, was like, listen, listen, listen
1: the night of the election i was like all right we can stop playing now <laughs> y'all, like, right, y'all the but, meme isn't that yeah. funny
0: anymore guys and then we woke
1: up and trump was <laughs> president we was like i was like oh no because
0: i remember staying up Oh my God. You stayed God. up a whole night? Bro, I stayed up to walk to you like. Stay- oh, I was so sad. Okay. I think I walked to the store because I was just so depressed. <laughs> Go get some skittles. That some was. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, Jay, we had in a math fucking... test that day.
1: Oh, oh yeah, we did. And the whole God, school was what a dead shitty as hell. Day.
0: <laughs> math and Trump as president? The How whole... does it get any worse? I remember walking to the gas station and everyone in the gas station was heads down, sad God as fuck. Damn. <laughs> you know, they usually be in there just turning up and having to get. They were like, huh. Oh. That was the tone. Let me get five on. Uh, Five mm-hmm. on six dog, Punch six dog. Let me.
1: That was the entire tone that day. He got elected <sighs> president. Go Everybody was depressed because so even at surreal, GPC, man. the whole vibe was like
0: we thought about making a short film about that.
1: Yeah. Shit
2: too. <laughs> oh shoot. We still might. cute that idea. Yeah.
1: But uh, yeah, Crazy, like he's man. he's a dumb motherfucker. Been a dumb motherfucker. But hey, he, he's a rich motherfucker. So that's why he's able to get away with a lot dumb of shit.
2: Rich. You know who else is dumb and rich? Perhaps a lot of people. It, who isn't isn't Kraft one of those people? Maybe.
1: I don't know if he's necessarily dumb. Well, I don't yeah, know
0: about dumb, say, but he's one of he's the rich, rich. Now, wait, wait. Before you continue, say who say his full name and say who he is because when you guys are talking about Kraft you remember I hit up the child's like are you talking about that's cause he that's <laughs> is a
2: meme dog they don't listen <laughs> no bro I legit
0: thought they were talking about the nigga that owns Kraft singles <laughs> like, <laughs> this, I was like who okay. the fuck is that cause I, I don't um I don't watch sports like that I don't keep up with it like that You know, true for figures
2: for so. those of you that don't know Robert Kraft is the Patriots owner he's a close associate of Trump and he has some links to the hip hop I guess he has, been, he has what he uh, was,
1: reported Allegedly, allegedly he had allegedly. Some, some kind of uh, some kind of um, hand in Meek Mill getting free and possibly was on board with helping Meek Mill and Jay-Z with some sort of prison reform allegedly I don't know if this yeah. is true but that's mm. what I heard
0: so f- see because when I hear that after hearing the, it's like he. It's not. He sounds like a mixed bag to me because he's doing positive things with prison reform, but also he's. You guys are saying he, he's been. Um, people have said he's racist and shit like that. Well, I believe you, he's probably. I believe there's a strong really, belief he, that he, he hasn't
2: has really done. shown it, but mm. Mm, I don't. So what's really the
0: negatives? It's this whole case that's going on with the what's going on right the
2: Prostitutes. Y- right now, yes, it's the prostitutes case. Mm. Tell us about it, Rob. So the prostitution case, as far as like I understand it, it
1: was just like he. Um, well, actually, we, and we talked about it a little bit beforehand, um, me and Ken did about how like basically now what he's doing is, well, I think what happened was he was told that because you don't know this certain information you can only get hit with a misdemeanor charge because you didn't know the full extent to which the soliciting or the prostitutes were happening so if, huh. because you didn't know a no a listen second, I'm, I'm, gonna I'm, gonna I'm gonna break it down I'm gonna break it down I'm gonna break it down because you didn't know the whole process uh-huh. you can just say oh I didn't know and that'll help you out in court
0: That never. I don't know any Wait, black people that's ever that. helped Wait, what? because yeah. wouldn't niggas just be oh, I didn't know and people be it, there's some where it's like just because you don't know doesn't mean you can't get charged you know what I mean you can be an accomplished well that was that
1: and I asked that so I was like, so I thought that ignorance was no excuse for the law yeah. or something like that. But then um, what was it called? What was that term called again, Ken? Is that um, it, um, plausible
0: deniability. Pla- plausible plausible deniability. deniability. Oh, yeah, 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 So but, that he has that in his wow. corner. What? The, over some shit. Like, I thought when it gets to shit like that, it's just like you fucked up. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Plausible deniability is like, I thought that sh- uh, because man, he was just I think, no I, lawyer, think so,
1: I think I think I don't know this to be true. And I, I and I still think there's more to this story that has to come out. Mm. Um, but I think that he was just paying these girls to do sexual affairs for him but as far as like the transportation of them and the organization of the entire oh, women who were doing that yeah, I, didn't I don't it think he that. knew it was a whole about that ordeal I think he's just paying I women I thought he was just fucking some prostitutes you know what I'm saying so because it's illegal I mean I know, mean, I know it's yeah, illegal so, but like so I think that's why you know. he might not get hit with like a, a <laughs> it, felony that's as not
0: as bad as like Driving him around and you know starting a whole ring and shit.
1: Yeah, like being a charge of that yeah. whole. thing.
0: We'll find out about more as that as it unfolds. You know, we'll, we'll but, give yeah. Some but
1: I on think I think just more so in his case, the reason why it's even news is because his team did just recently win the Super Bowl. <laughs> you have that right, and then you also have like all of these. Like incidents that have just occurred within the Pages organization, which is kind of like See? made the whole organization, like, even with the this deflate gate, sports. and now you got Both this them. with the Robert Kraft situation. You've had a whole bunch of incidents around that team that have just kind of made it a, a table of conversation. Man, so that shit is.
0: All right. Well, okay. Now I want to bring up a topic.
2: Mm-hmm. What's going on,
0: gentlemen? Okay. So recently, an upcoming new artist uh, released an album. You guys may know this guy. Who could this be? By the name of uh, Nemo the Zeus. Nemo. Nemo Oh, DeZeus. I thought you were
2: talking about fucking low pump or some shit. No, bro. No, we're talking about, <laughs> we're talking about
0: Nemo, Nemo Zeus. Dropped oh. a project. Let me give you guys some background information. Dropped a project called Black Rose, uh, released on the 28th of February. Which
1: was yeah. just a couple of days ago. It was just so a couple co- days ago, cop, you know. Go please cop that and check that so out. So you
0: guys can check that out. We're going to be talking. I, actually, we have the artist himself on the show.
2: So what Nemo. we
0: wanted to do Was uh, You know Tell people to go listen to it And get Nemo We wanted to pick the brain Of an artist And get into what was it like creating this album and what were the motivations and themes for some of these songs
1: and, and what was it
0: like working with some of the other artists? Cause I believe Huey revolution makes an appearance on one song as well. <laughs> Who right?
1: happens to be the guy that's speaking. You so know? two of the, two of the guys it happens to be me. Yeah. It happens to be him. So, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. please explain. I just that a small
0: part, uh, these niggas. but go, All ahead, right. go ahead and get into it, sir. All right. Very so good album, by the way. I just like to say dope.
2: Yeah. So this is an album that, um, I literally put, all of my time and energy into just because it was the only thing making me happy just hearing myself like, okay. So like when I went into this, I wanted to make something that I wanted to hear my favorite rappers spit or not, not exactly, but that vibe. Yeah. That vibe, but still like incorporating my elements and telling me things that I need to hear so I could keep on going. And when I was making it at first, I, I, I came up with like four songs, right? And then um, after I came up with those four songs, I was like, you know what? This this sounds like it, it could be something. So then a couple months down the road, I came up with the title. A few more months down the road, I came up with the album cover. And, Which looks dope. Yeah, then a month after that, a month after I wrote all the songs or whatever, I just locked myself in the studio and just re- recorded it and uh, mixed it and mastered it. Um, Talk a little bit about...
0: What was your inspiration for the songs, like some of these themes are very sad, obviously yeah what so, was like it? what were you thinking of like as the overarching thing of like this is how I want this to sound, what's like running in the back of your head as you're creating these songs to link them together?
2: Okay, so what really helped me at first was the production of the album. The production was just addicting to me and different. It was something I haven't heard before. Yeah. You know, it's 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 that, it's that it's that lo fi type of sound, but it's like modernizing. I don't know, the drums are just really fi to me. Yeah. Shout out to Stolen Drums for the production who on most of it. But um yeah, I was just telling my story, telling whatever I was going through at the time, telling whatever was on my mind, just uh, and also just giving myself some motivation, throwing in some some phrases of encouragement, like especially yeah. that, especially track two. I'm gonna oh, yeah. be all right. Mm-hmm. That was one of second favorite track because I'm on one
0: of the other tracks.
1: <laughs> if I so by default, that that's his favorite.
0: I <laughs> no, it's the best track on the album. Sir.
2: <laughs> yeah. <coughs> no flex. My favorite song is Last Day. Yeah. Last Day. This yeah. Let me talk about day. both of those songs. So yeah, first pick, pick first up, Last Day. Them. Um, I heard the beat and I was like, you know what? Damn, I need to like really spit on here like really talk about what's going on so that's what i did i was talking about was this like when you were in the midst of because you've dealt with depression
0: you know yeah, you s- on and off battle it. you know yeah. was this when you were like heavy into dealing with depression yeah and so did like i'm interested yeah. when because like you know depressed people make sad songs mm. and a lot of the times you know when you're sad you listen to sad music you create sad things but it kind of helps you a little bit because like, I guess when you're listening to other artists, you're like, oh, they're going through what I'm going through, and they're where they are, so I know, like, shit can get better. How does, like, working on songs that are very sad help you work through it? Is it just like, oh,
2: I'm just telling my truth, so it's just helping me t- turn something sad into something beautiful or whatever? Yeah, you... it was kind of like that. I just wanted to make what I wanted to hear, to right. be honest. What, yeah. what, what would
0: make you feel better?
2: I yeah, guess. and and I, I just I just wanted a really good concept around the album that's where the the whole black rose ties in and you know i love concept man. yeah I, I just i wanted the concept of the entire thing to be consistent but like still very brief that's why it's only seven songs 14 minutes
1: yeah yeah that's quite, um
2: it, but but going back to oh wait, I already finished last day uh going to the song that me and huey did yeah let's start talk about that a little bit so head ass <laughs>
0: <laughs> let's talk about that song a little bit
2: yeah so it's, it's called the, no response yeah, that was just... When I was writing that... I, I literally wrote that verse in a day because... um I, just, I could say the same about my verse. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just wanted to make something that... Um, I just... Well, it, at that point, it, it had been like a couple months that I had sat down and wrote a song. So I was just like, you know, let me just knock this out because this beat does sound hard as fuck. So let me just knock it out. I already got a flow that I want. So let me just, you know, continue to knock it out. But yeah. then... After I recorded that verse, that's when my uh that's that's when my whole reality was like crashing down. Cause Oof. that's when my mom like interrupted my studio session. She called my entire existence shit, and le- I was living a, a going sad through some shit. Yeah, I was living a sad existence. That's what she said to me, and she yeah. Once again, she called that shit shit. So that made me feel terrible. I laugh and, at things that aren't funny just so, for people listening to are like. Yeah, so do I. <laughs> That's how we deal with shit. Yeah, so after that, th- those words were kind of encouragement for me to want to finish the album, but they kind of made me not want to finish the song so that's why I was like you know let me just have someone else come on so and I immediately thought of you because I know that you could spit I know that you're, you're adaptable to other people's projects that's, that's the finest thing about Huey Revolution go on uh, 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 uh. <laughs> I'm tall as these two pummel the hell out of each other right I'm here I'm cool
0: <laughs> continue <laughs>
1: Yeah. He's also fucking charming, if you didn't know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like my, he's, he can, he can also nice. rap and sing, and he dresses I mean, nice. We'll he's on. about 6'1". <laughs> a bunch of shit that has nothing to do with rap.
2: <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah, yeah, Huey is like my light-skinned brethren, so I knew that he can am brown-skinned. I'm caramel. God damn. By the way. D- it's Dang. a mocha caramel, go ahead, go ahead. Way. mocha caramel, Dang. Mocha caramel. Dang. Continue. So, I, he's my light-skinned brethren, so okay, that's caramel. why I wanted him on there, because I knew that it, he could be able to like get into my world and be able to talk about what I'm feeling yeah. and what he's feeling, but also just in his words. Yeah. Honestly, the the project is an experience if you listen to it from front to back, in my opinion, because it, it, it really immerses you into my world, I would say. So I got a question. What do you want people to take away from this album? What are some of the things that you really want
1: people to get from this that album that you would continue. want people to get most from this
2: album when they listen to it? Um, a my
0: professional-ass question, dude. That was nice. You did, yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, that was I, I haven't
2: sitting on for the past six <laughs> <Yeah>. minutes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, that was a good question, but um, wait, wait, wait. F- fucking repeat it, because so What do
1: you want audiences to take away from your project? Like When you were making this project, okay. what did you want audiences to take away from? What, do you, what still do you want audiences to take away from?
2: Okay, I, I, I want them to be able to pay attention to the lyrical ability that I put into there, because I just wanted to be able to express my emotions, but in a very poetic way, because um, one of the things, no, no. When I first started rapping, the first thing I was was a poet, right? So that's that's the first thing that I want y'all to to look at the mm-hmm. way that I'm putting these words and like telling my emotion. Second thing is the the entire atmosphere of the thing because mm-hmm. um, your favorite song is Last Day. That that song has a very good atmosphere, and it, that's it, why it, does. I, it puts you. What I like about it is that it really puts you in the like. Like the it's like when you read
0: a book and you imagine the environment yeah. uh, by yourself. Exactly. It's, it's like that. It it especially with your own last interpretation. Day. I just imagine myself like walking down the street and yeah. like, I'm sad as fuck. Exactly. You, it, it That's tells exactly. Exactly
2: what I wanted from that song because yeah, that that, that beat it just it yeah. just brings it out. We're storytellers tellers over here. Yeah. I mean so overall the
1: general consensus is that Black Rose is a dope project that yeah. you all need to check out as soon as you get the uh ten
2: time. out of ten. You know oh, what I'm yeah. saying? You would give that shit a 10 out of 10. Of course, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, why you pause? <laughs> but no, oh, wow. but definitely Everything go check it out. It's on. Out it's 10, on. Man. It's on. It's on SoundCloud right it, now,
2: right? It's on SoundCloud right now. We're gonna get it to other streaming platforms um, in a few weeks. Right now, we're just Everything running through clearance issues. It's 10 out of 10. But remember it, that shit, if nothing else. Yeah, and, and one of the fans that that viewed, um, that not, not viewed, that listened to that project, he said it gives him catharsis. Wow, great word. Don't know yeah. what it means. Yeah, because catharsis is the process of releasing and thereby providing relief from strong or repressed emotions. Oh, wow. So like that's a hell of a nut.
1: compliment. And your they did that for him, <laughs> yes. so that's humbling.
0: Did
2: anybody hear what I said? No.
0: Nah. I said, so like when you nut. <laughs> 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 that's catharsis.
2: <laughs> uh, he he could have described it that got, way, too. Oh, catharsis. <sighs>
1: He could have described it that way, too. But hey, either way, that's a humbling That's a humbling comment.
2: Damn, so my project's a 10 out of 10. Damn, Huey, what are your fucking top three albums in? Yeah, yeah let's get into oh, the yeah, top yeah. three albums. Wait, I thought we were doing top three funny-sounding racial slurs. <laughs> nah, that's for next week, bro. <laughs> <laughs> next week, <yeah? laughs>
0: Oh, okay. Well, uh, top three albums. That kind of puts me on the spot. Of, so, yeah, of 2018, uh, though. Of 2018, yes. Yeah, so, top so, three lists for this Podcast, number yeah, two, is right. top three albums of 2018.
2: Yeah, we're going to do the same thing we did last week. We're going to go number three all around, then number two all, all around, then the number one, one, one all, around all around, for sure. And then you guys are going to
0: vote for me to win, so, yeah. Yeah, that's how I'm going to go. And Nemo's going to go first. Okay, Nemo?
1: Oh, number damn. three album of, the, of 2018. I guess damn. I'll go second this time, since right. like, we'll go in a circle.
2: Yeah, we we'll like that. Damn, so, yeah, this list, this list was actually very, very hard for me to put together, because 2018... Was, uh, oh, wait, wait, are these specifically rap albums? Hip hop rap, yeah. Yeah, we just hip-hop, did, we did song, hip,
0: <laughs> yeah, we did hip hop rap because that's most like for the three of us, we listen to a lot of different types of music, yeah, but rap albums are the ones we listen to the most thoroughly, yeah, predominantly, like, for yeah. the most yeah. part, yeah, for sure, know.
2: for sure. Um, being black and all, yeah, and, and 2018 was, in my opinion, a very iconic year for music, so that's why this list was very hard to put together. But number three. Oh, number three, number three. What am I going to give, y'all? Stop stalling. Uh, okay, number three, DiCaprio. Okay. DiCaprio oh. 2 by J.I.D. Of course, man. That shit is... My boy. Man, that, that was so... That man, was such a good album. I the
0: jib, boy. Yeah, you see... see Back jet, when he wasn't even... Yep. It. <laughs> think Please of explain Nemo God damn. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Let me just shut up Jay did a really good job at showcasing His amazing flow His amazing writing ability in this album And the production From Chase the Money Kenny Beat, Sunny Digital That makes it even better And he still has his older producers from this first project That he has on there called The Never Story um, I know J. Cole He produced a song from The Never Story And he produced a song from DiCaprio too uh, what else do I like about this man? <sighs> Jed, he put he put together a very good album. I love the fact that he took a very long time with this project, and he was slowly releasing the big hits. I know when 151 Run came out, I was like, God, God damn, what the fuck! And but then he came out with Off D's, which is even better in my opinion because I love that bass boom and trap sound. So it, it just got it just got better. Um, there's there's a couple of uh, quotables that really stuck out to me from that album. Uh, one of the one of the quotables he said on one of the last songs. He was like, "Are oh, you gonna be a rapper with your dumb ass? Just cause you used to bum cast talk fast, and tap a drum pad, you think the world's gone mad? I'm gonna be better than y'all trying to be. Y'all will see? So it's yeah. pretty hard. Yeah. Yeah. So, so J. I. D. DiCaprio too for yeah. your number three album of the year. Okay. Cool. Yep. Cool. Nice. Cool. Cool. Solid pick.
0: Uh, I'll go next, as we already established. But let me get a, give a disclaimer to the people. I, haven't, I did not hear a lot of the most popular rap albums last year. because, Oh, for, shit. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> because for a long time, as y'all know, which they don't know, my phone was broken as shit for a while. Oh, so yeah. a lot of the albums y'all were recommending me and sending me my way that I had no way to listen to because I listen to music on my phone. I didn't really lap back around to them yet. So there's a lot of stuff I haven't heard. But based on what I did hear which is a decent amount of uh, albums. Yeah. My number three pick, got to give it to Room 25 by No-Name. No Name. No, okay. Got to give it to Room 25 by No Name. Okay, she's fire. This, she is, oh my, she's so fire. This album, dude, it was so fucking pleasant to listen to, first off. Like, so beautiful to listen to. Really, like, encapsulates you in her world very perfectly. It's like the, so far, because I know she she's going to, yeah make better stuff um because she's still you know she's up and coming. This is the perfect no name album so far to me. Um Yeah she has a lot
2: of jazzy piano She has of, a, uh, lot of a lot of little her, five points. A lot of music. her a lot of her production is <laughs> yeah, live. Yeah. She's using yeah, live production yeah, so yeah, that's bro. why it sounds like and five yeah. I
0: love especially when it relates to hip hop music experimentation, her album is like a a near perfect blend of like R and B and hip hop, R and B and rap. Yeah. And so she has a couple of songs on there that also capture emotions very well, which you guys know I'm big on. Um, She talks about a lot of shit on this album. Like don't sleep on the lyricism. Don't sleep on the messages because she's talking about a lot of shit. It doesn't just sound pretty talking about the black experience in America, especially related to being a woman. Um, talks about death on this album concepts of death she talks about just you know
2: a a lot of personal feelings and shit no name gets more personal on this project than than she did on her last project telephone Telephone calls right so um yeah like she's dope as hell
0: what let me let me break down like uh and don't forget about me that's the the song where like she's talking that's about That's you know, my favorite from that shit. Trip. Yeah. It is a, so like nah. dude, while I was listening to that song, because I listened to I, I still listen to that album like now. Yeah, I still yeah. listen um, to Um it what I wrote down I was like it captures <laughs> that uneasy mist mysticism feeling of thinking about death. To where it's like this beautiful song, but it's about death because death isn't always inherently very sad. Yeah, and it's because ne- it's it's a certain mysticism to it. Like we don't know what happens to us, and she's like, "I just hope my mom remembers me. I just hope my soul lives on." But, you know, it's just this very like
2: floaty sort of oh shit, like just I know right we all die alley. one day. Yeah, this is yeah. what I hope happens. And, and I love how quiet she gets on most of these songs. It's yeah. like you can tell she's so real intimate. It's yeah, real yeah. she's she has like very a genuine. And intimate she doesn't have to stun words. on you niggas yet.
1: You she didn't. has like a very like calming, jazz, soothing, but like very lyrical. Like kind of you know energy yeah. like you lyrical know energy,
0: but it's just so pleasant, like yeah, it's like you know how there's like the um like in, in like Pokemon or some shit, there's like the cute animal that'll like fuck you up that's how the songs are, they're like yeah, so pleasant, but they're so yeah. heavy that, that's a good enough so uh, and then the last point I want to make is these features, some great ass features come on hey raven you know. you or know. Linne, who I didn't even know about before listening to this, her voice on Mont- Montego Bay, that shit is so beautiful. Like Jesus Christ! I, I gotta go check out some of her shit. And then you already know my boy Samino on yeah, Ace and Sabo. One of def, that's probably my favorite song because yeah, off the album,
2: too. just it's so fi. That's my favorite off a of Telephone too when they were on there. Yeah, yeah, they were on Telephone. It's too. so
0: good. And uh, yeah, that's my number three pick. Remil. Yeah,
1: All right, my number three album. Um, I kind of struggle with this list too, though, because I did listen to a lot of music um, in the past year, and I liked a lot of. Music that came out in 2018 um, I think how determined What was my favorite Is you have to be I think you have, you have to look at What you play What you replay a lot mm. Like I feel like Damn I would be like damn I, I play this shit all the time This has to be my favorite Since I choose to play it all the time That's mm-hmm. kind of like One of the criteria I guess I'll use For determining If something is like A top favorite of mine But my number three Hip hop album Of last year Was um, After much Like debate and deliberation <laughs> It turned out to be uh Nasir by Nas okay. Mm, okay. and the reason I say Nasir is because I wasn't a huge Nas fan going in, going into this album of course Kanye's production gave me more incentive to yeah. go check out this album so when I listened to it and it's, it's, it's only like what, it's 7 songs about 24 minutes so it means it's concise it's not too long like you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying and I just think um, Nas's rapping ability I see why he's been categorized as so different from like other rappers or why he's kind of viewed differently because Nas tends to fight the beat In a sense, like when he raps, like he's just (laughs) spitting bars and bars and bars and bars. Like, you know, his flow. His flow is kind of continuous. That was, you know that what, what I'm saying? That leader. was
2: my problem when I first started because, like, I'm a poetic ass nigga, so I, w- I would like spit a little bit like not nah, sometimes. So yeah, you know what problem. I'm saying? Like, it like he, he,
1: he does that. That happens
2: so, a lot. I think I don't know how he produced the
0: album, but that happens a lot when you like write before you hear the beats, and yeah. you have stories to tell. And before I think you hear that the I
1: think that might be his process. Um, but I'm not sure. So, but uh, nevertheless, I found this album to be very enjoyable. I think it's a classic. Hip Hop album, and the reason I say that is because classic. Yeah, I've been said th- like, because it's like I think like the pr- the production of it and the lyricism of it. I think it'll age well. Mm-hmm. I think it'll age well because like nothing out really, especially in the mainstream, with somebody Nas's level is really putting out stuff like this. Like the stuff we hear in the mainstream is not what Nas's album sounds like. Okay, yeah.
2: and, but, but and but it's
1: and it has like it has like a. um the, like I said The production is really good On it I really enjoyed that And I think like Nas's lyricism and rapping Especially on the song Everything That's probably My favorite overall song I think that's the best Overall song Because of the message And the beat And just like the whole Aesthetic of that whole shit Is just like Damn like This is something That we don't really hear In hip hop anymore Like this in the mainstream You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying So like the fact that he like Is able to put together The album Who had It had like it, it wasn't it didn't sound outdated but it had a more of a traditional hip hop feel to some of those songs. Right. I felt like in my in my opinion. Um and yeah, like Nas brought it, Kanye brought it. I thought it was a really good collaboration as far as like just them both um playing to their strengths with that album. So and plus my expectations were already kinda like I didn't have any going into it, so I was more so surprised when I heard it and I was like, Oh shit, yeah, I fuck with this shit I'm hard as fuck. So it's my number
2: three. All right. Now we're we've circling number two? Oh, yeah, oh yeah. yeah, I was going to ask you what what about the what about the uh, the hardcore Nas fans who said that this is probably his worst album. What, well, do you, what do you have to say about that?
1: Well, I would say. Wait,
2: first, have you listened to any Nas albums? Before? Yeah, this one. This, one, all made
1: all oh, okay. this oh, one made oh, me
0: go back. Okay, this one made me go back. That one made you go See? back. And yeah, you think this one is better than those?
1: I think this one is my favorite out of his albums, though. But mm. Illmatic is a classic. But what I'm saying is, like, I think that just based off like just the, just what I like to hear. A lot yeah. comes from this album of his, of his music. This is what I listen to the most. And, you didn't and I know about everything else now.
2: Yeah, white label is hard. No gap. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Rob put me on that. And you <laughs> didn't
0: grow up with the original albums. I didn't, I didn't come up so with them So you probably have a more fresh, per, I don't want to say fresh, but like you know what I mean. I'm a you mature, a, I'm a mature perspective. perspective. I'm a mature perspective. A different perspective, perspective. Yeah. Yeah. than the average Nas fan. Yeah. But this album basically made you a fan. Yeah, it did. Wow. Well, see, that's good. Nas fans should be happy about that. It <laughs> was, have, they 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 for this, this album It was either agree, you
1: loved it Or you hated it And yeah. even when it got mm. released Like a lot of the people That I see think this shit is dope mm. A lot of critics Might have given mixed reviews mm. But that's like That's different That's different range yeah. for, like, And judgment.
0: then it's a different era of Hip hop so Yeah You know how that plays down so, so, Nemo
2: no. Give us your number two Number two pick, boy. All right Number two This one's gonna surprise Many uh, this, I know it's gonna surprise A lot Number two is Die Lit by Playboy Cardi. Oh, okay.
1: Well, no, I'm actually not that surprised because you did. Kinda, I'm surprised because he Ooh. he did kind of. i mean, talk yeah, about yeah, that I, mean, about I, I know, know
2: you're not surprised, but I've talked to you about it. But man, okay, so just because Nemo is the mo- like your favorite rapper is Earl,
1: like you know what I mean. Earl and Playboy are the total <laughs> polar opposites, <laughs> like literally polar as opposites. far
0: away from each other as you can expect. So uh, yeah, the most so. lyrical appreciative nigga sitting here, maybe, arguably. <laughs> Love the Playboy Cardi <laughs> Yeah, dial it. As number
2: two. Amen. Hey man. The reason why Above this, Jid's album. Yeah, just so you know. The only reason why this is above Jid's album- So when you guys are voting, this nigga put <laughs> Playboy Cardi
0: over Jid. In this specific context, but take my quote out of context. He put Playboy Cardi
2: over Jid, but continue. <laughs> Not like Playboy Cardi. I'm just fucking around. <laughs> All right. The only reason why this is above uh, Jed's project is because I played this a whole lot more than I did Jed's album. Uh. Like, this is one of those albums where I could put on any day and I would get instant gratification and instant satisfaction from. And it's mainly because Pierre Bourne he Man. is a fool
1: with those beats though Pierre Bourne we going he's the good. fuck off yeah, Pierre Bourne
0: really he, he really him I and Playboard Cardi mix so well I call yeah.
2: Pierre Bourne but anyway oh. but, <laughs> <laughs> what I don't know about that guy but. Yeah, Pierre Bourne guy. With, with this project <laughs> he certified himself as a legit iconic producer in this hip hop mm. industry and People... He'll got, be
0: a name to remember for
2: sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Put some... Put some put respect some on that on man's cause, name. Cause, cause, put some sauce on his name. Because the sauce that he is using on his beats, like he's doing it a little bit differently with the way he samples his beats and puts in the 808. In fact, one thing I should mention is that the way, the way a lot of people do their 808s comes from Pierre Bourne. You know, um, mm. YBN YBN song that that song was a uh, a Pierre Born type beat off YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh it was, yeah, It's funny. Cause we saw that beat before he blew Yeah, out, I, I was going to use that beat, but then YBN Amir rapper like, blew life. up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's funny as fuck. Man, to each his own. Man. And but enough about Pierre Born. Let's talk about. The actual the artist Cardi. Now I know he's not a lyrical guy, Mm-mm. but he Brian he's bringing something. <laughs> yeah. He's bringing he's something new to the. Yeah, well, he's a different in his, lane. Yeah, he's in his own lane. So he's bringing something extremely new to the hip hop industry, and, and that is the amount of energy and his uh his delivery you know on this album he experiments the way he ex- he, ex- he experiments with the way that he delivered his vocals you know he he's putting his voice into that that higher upper tone or whatever <laughs> i I've, I've i've noticed that some rappers are starting to do that now mm. yeah yeah and it's because of cardi and probably thug as well definitely and, thug. and with and with cardi's flow i know it's not like an intricate flow but his flow <laughs> it, it just matches the beat so well like it's not about what you're saying on this project? Because remember, the name is Die Lit. You're trying to get lit. You're. N- I don't want to hear about fucking the cover, Black Lives Matter. on Yeah, the cover the says cover it all. Perfect
0: for that. Yeah, album.
2: exactly. Just him jumping into a crowd. Exactly. Like, who gives a shit from from the second level too. like, like yeah, that, that's like, some Die creator Lit. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't give a fuck exactly. about life. So don't <laughs> give a
2: fuck, dying nigga. Nigga, I'm
1: dying lit. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, nigga.
2: so it's, it's not about what you're saying on the project. It's about how he said it. How lit it. you are. Yeah, and, and that's that's what made it so enjoyable for me. and It's made it so playable for me. The replay volume yeah. is like up there. I've been listening to this project from May till today, to be honest. <laughs> Man. That was hey, a and I
1: song. haven't even like, I think I sifted through it once, and I like, I, I, I get the appeal of Playboy Cardi because he has nice melodies, and yeah. he just, he has catchy music and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. If you're looking for lyrics, don't go to him if you just want some hype shit no
0: if you're looking for lyrics do go to him <laughs> but just be disappointed god damn
1: or you could do that too you could you put yourself through that too but i'm just like if you're looking for lyrics just on like a service level he's not really i think in my opinion for that he's more yeah. so like he's like his album is called die lit yeah. because he makes lit party music he's mostly um even though he was on solange last album which i did here oh, by he the way was he's on, on solange's he's album, on solange's album. That out. that's an I interesting even pair. That. and even even like I'll, I'll let y'all listen to it and then we'll talk about that but he's on solange's album which by the okay. way is beautiful. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I don't right. care. Right. But um, yeah, like he has the appeal of just like melodic and it's just like, it's like on the way to the function music. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah, good for that.
0: Perfect. That's definitely a category of music. Though. On I the way mean, to the function music. On the music. way to the function is a category for music. <laughs> it One is. I we need to do top three on the way to the function projects Facts. or songs <laughs> or something. Because people sleep on that category. Like, you know what I'm saying? When you're on your way to the party, you can't be listening to Beethoven and shit. You got to <laughs> pop something on that gets you fucking hype. You know what I'm That's saying? That's a category. A serious category. So, <laughs> Tyler yeah. is Nemo's need number to respect two. respect that. All right. Yeah. Bet, bet. Circle back around to Mister Huey, the H Man, number two, the Huster Got to give it to my boy Jonathan Cole. I knew it. That's I knew it was going to uh, be the one uh, or two. That's not his first name. I don't think. <laughs> but uh, J Cole. What Jermaine. is this? Jermaine? Jermaine. Jermaine. Cole. Jermaine. Yeah. Okay. Just fucking around. But yeah. Uh, J. Cole's KOD, Kids on Drugs. That good was project. A pretty good project. Was yeah. definitely one of my top projects for last year. You already know how I love themes and fucking like cohesion. Mm-hmm. Another reason why I love No Names Project is another reason why I love KOD. Like the cover, everything, the music videos, all of it played this role in a bigger story about trying to battle addiction, you know, and the different types of addiction that people, um, can fall into especially youth now yeah and then yeah. he he gives a solution for it his own solution which you know may not work for everybody but i like it when people don't just talk about something they try to help fix the issue for his, sure yeah yeah his, yeah his um he recommended meditation which for a long time i was like which i practice by the way i want to start practicing it actually uh for a long time i didn't want to get into it because i'm like well i'm gonna be wasting time that i'm just gonna <laughs> no it actually shit. helps
1: yeah it actually helps so
0: there you go um yeah there god it was just really enjoyable, and then the way Cole the beats on this project, you know, he's Cole, he's gonna be Cole, but the beats on this project were new for him, mm-hmm. a little bit more hyper. You know, people try to say he's sleepy and shit like that. The beats on here were hyper. He had some singles that were like hits on ATM, YouTube and shit. Which is fine. Yeah, ATM and Kevin's heart was a hit, was a single. Yeah, right? Kevin's heart. I didn't like that. I was the only one. That I didn't like. It. I liked it. And then, did you see a video for it? probably the biggest song from the album that I guess technically kind of was, kind of wasn't a part of the album. 1985, intro to the fall Mm -hmm, off. God, what a great, what a great like (laughs) like uncle giving you some advice song. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. just on some OG dissing, type shit. and people shit. took it as a diss. It wasn't a diss in, by any stretch. It was just, like, he hit both sides. He was like, for the older generation, he's like, you're acting like we didn't used to do this shit. And for the younger generation, he's like, I'm trying to tell you, when you get up and you get older and you see what I've seen, you'll see that I, like, I'm like i trying to give you some good advice. Like, you need to buy a house. You need to buy property. You need to tour. Like, you need to do this and that. And for the older generation, he's sitting there like, how are you going? Like, one of my um, favorite quotes how you woke but you broke. Like you know what I'm saying? Type shit. They're like how are you gonna try to tell everybody what to do, but you haven't figured it out for yourself. <laughs> right. So what am I listening to you for? Like there's there's you know, there's definitely something to be learned from people with that have just been around for a long time. But at the same time, don't be so harsh on people that are younger than you. Trying to figure um, it out. To, doing some weird shit to you because who knows, it might fuck around and work for them. Yeah. That's what I like to see. It kinda made a way to like bridge this gap. It was kind of a good song that we could have used as like Okay, let's talk it out. Let's the old generation, younger generation, kind of bridge the gap. Yeah, a little you bit. know what I mean. Yeah, like, and you know what's funny about J Cole,
1: I always find it interesting how J Cole's always referenced. Like he's like this elder statesman of hip hop, and he's only thirty four. <laughs> yeah. It's just J Cole's okay. years, usually years ahead of people in his like. People, yeah. J Cole's perceived to be years ahead of his age. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And he's only he's only thirty four. I looked it up. He's only thirty four. Yeah. So I was like, yo, this, he, he's still like relatively young. He's kind of a he's like a young man. He's a young he man, like, and in, in the some context people. of hip hop, he's in the middle. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like. He's yeah. like an OG of the game now, though. Yeah. Like the way his no. his position oh, he's is an OG. an OG of the game. English. You know what he's I'm 34. saying? Yeah. And he's and he's 34, and he has what three studio albums under his belt? Come on, now three. It's, it's, so that's it's pretty. Like,
2: it's like four, or five.
1: Wait, no, that was a legit question. I wasn't trying to be like. Well, I don't oh. know. I didn't, I didn't listen. To you. I just
2: <laughs> oh, was picking no, up Cole, no, and I was like, "Come figure, on, to nah. figure this out." So there's Kod. Mm-hmm. There's the uh the four eyes. There's 2014. There's Born Center. There's dang that that one. There's, oh, wait, the the coal story, um, sideline story. So that's like five. Five. You said so Forest five. Hill Drive already. Yeah, we did. cold World.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He got five. One, two, three, four, five, six six albums six, six studio oh, no no albums? F- five because one of the, I'm, I'm looking at some okay. other shit okay so you have five, five albums
1: so yeah, yeah that's a, that's veteran status though five yeah,
2: veteran you already know the meme of him going platinum with no features yep legend yep. for and, and peep Pow, um that, that. P. how the last song of that last album is 1985 it's called uh the intro, the intro to, to the fall, the fall off. off yeah so if his next album is called the fall off then middle child serves as kind of a um Middle, a, and middle, like a bridge, an yeah, bridge, and no, no, an outline of what I think what the next album would be because, like, on Middle Child, he's talking about, oh, I'm, I got this, and Middle Child was drink in my so child. yeah, yeah. He, he he covers a lot of topics in Middle Child, mm. and I I think it's kind of gonna be, I think his next album is gonna be what Middle Child is like, you know, with uh, high beats, and he's he's still giving that that coaching type of thing, but yeah. he's also doing like a concept thing where it's like, I'm on this lane, I got this stuff in my cup. Yeah. That's, that's an idea that I think and might I, happen. And I
0: like, it's interesting, like I love when artists experiment and try different shit and I, I just like seeing, <laughs> like someone who, you, you know, you would not as traditionally associate with like trap shit, trap beats or whatever, kind of referencing that and rapping about it. And yeah. Man, you know, I relate because you, you, we all have people who deal with this shit no matter how lyrical or woke or whatever you are, you know, we can, we, we can all relate to, uh, you know those hype tracks and songs and shit like that you dig yeah let's circle it over to my man raw
1: I um, my number two album and I can I struggle like I said again I struggle with this list but my number two album I have to give it to Astroworld mm. because um Astroworld had a lot of hype behind it and like yeah. people have been anticipating that for about two three years before it came out and even like listening back to like birds night in the trap and um his first album rodeo um it's like Travis has always had a very distinctive style and it's heavily Kanye influenced and heavily 808s and Heartbreaks influence, I think. And even one time he said he just skipped all of, he skipped all of Kanye's album and went straight to 808s for inspiration. Yeah. So it's like people have always been, and he's, he's like, he has a very like distinctive sound because he's not even like the strongest rapper, in my opinion. Like, mm-hmm. but he has like his melodies and his, like, his sounds are just very addicting yeah. and very, very nicely put together. So Asteroid is my number two simply because, like I said, the hype, it met the hype to me. Um and it was it was a very like it was it had cohesion to me. The album of the the Astral World, the music park theme of the album kinda um like it, it, it hit the point for me. And then like out of seventeen songs I have twelve favorites. That's hard to pull off. Yeah. Like, it's like, out of 17, it's like 12 of them you really, really enjoy. Yeah, that's you how
2: it was for Jid's album. You
1: know what I'm saying? And like, it, yeah, like, it, it, with any album that you really enjoy. So, like, I put that as my number Especially with two. these
0: longer projects. These longer projects
1: like, that, like I said, it's again, It's hard to like, make
0: a good longer project nowadays anyway.
1: Yeah, like, he, he's just—so, yeah, Astro was really good in my opinion. I felt like now, like, this is, Travis, this is Travis's best production. This yeah. is his best music, I think. Period, mm. like period, like better than anything else he's releasing. His other older shit is good too, but for me, Astral World it, it was it was it was probably the biggest album of the year as far as like maybe streams or yeah. I probably went to Scorpion, but yeah. <laughs> it's like I think it or it, it, it might have been I think it's over Scorpion. Well, yeah, yeah Astral World is my number two, yeah, because it's like it just it was a very cohesive album. It was. It just it it's, it it was it was hard to find any songs that were objectively bad, right? Like, period. Like it was that song. That album doesn't have one bad song on yeah. it. Um, the features were pretty dope. Like Twenty One's feature, everybody's, you know, what I'm saying. And it's like, yeah, it was just a dope ass album overall. And it's yes, yeah, it's, it's it's my number two.
2: Yeah, right. Definitely a good psychedelic atmosphere. On yeah, that. right. that's that's what that's what made it addicting. Nemo, what's your number one? Number one album 2018. Getting into 2018. the final round. Oh. These are our heavy hitters. Oh, no. Okay, so my number one. Let's get it. For 2018 is definitely Beerbongs and Bentleys.
1: Oh, are you are serious? You serious? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about oh, to say, shit. oh, hell no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Cut the mic off. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: what? I would, that, just, if you and I new, know people you love guys that will, album. Yeah, there's some good songs on that I album. But on. If you guys knew Nemo, like we know Nemo. Yeah, we, we would been
2: like, way whoa. Okay, bro. <laughs> what's going on okay, okay talk to us cut the mic up we we'll need you have a conversation <laughs> all right so the real number one the real number one for me is uh definitely earl sweatshirts some rap songs mm, I, yeah you
0: gave in you gave in yeah, yeah,
2: i gave yeah. in but it's only because not enough people are talking about it in my opinion so True. i want to go ahead and put some light on that so for me your box and fucking bitch, <laughs> you asshole yeah so for me um i was able to like really, really connect with this album. um Other than Blueface, this was the only album I was listening to for a good month because <laughs> that's a whole other discussion. That should Proceed. be a discussion on another Proceed. day because the three of us let's not even very do a proceeds. Proceed. <laughs> <Very laughs> yeah. So the way Earl spilled his emotions on this album was just fucking crazy to me. It was just, it was just so good to me. I know that since this album was very personal, and he didn't really give in to the trends of what's going on in hip. He did not at all. Yeah, which I, I knew, liked it, which I appreciated. Actually, yeah, yeah. So I knew that this album was made for himself, but I know that the fans will get the most gratification out of it. Yeah. Because, like you, like you guys said, I mean, well, like we all agreed on, he didn't give in to the trends and. Um, he did most of the production on this album, and a lot of people are calling it um, his version of Mad Villain because of how the beats are sample based. Oh yeah, a lot of people are saying that. Yeah, the beats are sample based, and you know he's incorporating all these things, and how and how short the songs are as well, and the fact that it's a lot of songs, but you can get to it very quickly. Fifteen songs, with only twenty five minutes. Man, put, put that on repeat, please. <laughs> put that on repeat. Um, one of the quotables that... No, there's, there's there's two quotables that really like stuck out to me. Um, In like, the second song, he was like, Nigga, muffle my pain and muzzle my brain up. That was fighting me because as black people, we tend to have this tendency where we muffle our pain and we kind of muzzle our, ba- our brain, meaning that yeah. we don't really tell people yeah. what we're going through and we don't show people yeah, mental, about, health is a,
1: mental health is yeah, a big stigma, stigma in our community. Argument. Yeah, we
2: don't show people w- the bad stuff that we're going through because that would make us look weak or whatever. Well, we, we've been trained to normalize our pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah. Now we've been trying to normalize <laughs> it. do a lot of it. Yeah. Because yeah. Now, it's, now it's actually getting out to the light. Yeah. Another line he said was found a reason to live. Doubt could be in abyss. Keep fallacies off your lips. see casualties in the wind.
1: Mm. It's fire, like, like the, the w- very poetic. Man. <laughs> if you guys yeah, can, you can see Nemo's played. like doing a little
0: dance, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nemo's
1: over here like, like that. Man, shit got his him his in the mood like, like, Dude, and shit. Like, hold
0: up, hey, hold up. That shit put
2: me in a different fucking dimension <laughs> and shit. Hold up, yeah, take so, off his headphones and listen so, to the album. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so for this song, I mean, for this album, it really isn't about the sound for me even though it sounds amazing it's more about what he's saying okay december 24th is my favorite album i would definitely song. call yeah. that an experimental i love december 24th yeah, yeah. it is an experimental yeah. album cuz like I, I love the way he incorporates 808s in there but like mm-hmm. you can't really you can't really tell that there's 808s in there because you know they're just in the background of the samples yeah. given given the samples that extra bounce yeah yeah, it Earl's dope I, I enjoyed the whole Aesthetic of the album Because the
1: aesthetic Was just like It's just Even the title Some rap songs Is so general And so vague And then yeah. his album cover With like that blurry picture Which yeah. I like I, I like blurry pictures Because I do them too So it was like It was cool seeing that <laughs> It was cool yeah. seeing that I was like Damn, i never seen a rapper or like even an artist Really have that as their cover yeah, Before like An artist as big as him So that was cool Just aesthetic wise And it kind of gave more um, It gave more insight Into what, what the whole vibe Would be of the album Before you even listen to it
2: yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying because yeah, so. they're literally just some rap songs I like, no yeah. can't really give a name They're they're just rap so, songs So wait, would you say it's cohesive? It's it's very cohesive Strongly cohesive? Yeah, the, the transitions on there is what makes it so easy to listen to Yeah, and the fact that the songs aren't really long either it, Exactly He's very, very he's it, concise with them Yeah
0: yeah. I think my favorite from that album is Nowhere to Go or Peanut I feel that, yeah, that was cool too Alright, my number one pick He was number one album of 2018, 2018. Hip-hop album of 2018
1: I'm actually, shit, I'm actually interested. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm actually All right.
0: interested. Number 1, 2018. Got to give it to Astro World. Oh, wait, okay. Wait, really? Got to give it to Astro World. Oh, wow, okay. Gotta so give we it to we share an album. <laughs> we share an album, joint custody of an album. Got to got to give it to Astro World, bro. Like just what you said, that was probably the album I We're talking about replay value. Still hello, to that album. Hello. That was probably the album I listened to the most mm-hmm. that year. I won't speak too much on it because you bigged it up a lot. But man, like the way he he like created an atmosphere. He created Astroworld. Like, you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Um, What else did you like about that? Yeah, it was very, you know, yeah. Like it was very psychedelic. Um, It just very immersive and like. Man, I don't know. It just sounded so good. You know what? You know <laughs> it just what else sounded It sounded really good? good? The way he, him, and the features and the production—like there, were, I don't know. Looking back on it, it's not like the the songs were wildly different, but like the production for the songs were wildly different. Yeah. But they fit to, they were different enough and fit together so well. Yeah, that yeah. was just like a perfect melding of songs. And it's it, and then I like it's long, seventeen songs, but I didn't skip any tracks when I listened to it. There's no, I don't think I can say there's a bad song on that album. Can't say you can't say it's a bad song. You get say, that? You get? You get what yeah. I did there? You get what I did? I, I what you peeped peep, peep that, right. that shit. That shit was clever, right? Yeah. Gotta give the daily dad joke. <laughs> daily dad joke. But yeah, and I think can't say. Well, I don't. Re- I, I think that was my favorite song off the album.
1: I thought it was R.P. Screw.
0: Oh yeah, it is. It is. R. P. Screw. <laughs> I'm tripping. Um, but yeah, it just sounded really good and it was fine like it was a, it was an immersive experience like going to an amusement park like you can't
2: tell me this he, tour he looked, be like
0: it was the perfect astral album what he wanted to make yeah he hit it out of the park so
2: yeah i feel like this is the album travis been trying to make the whole time yeah i never i, w- I was never on his side i never understood the appeal of travis scott until this album and yeah and even when you heard it, you he was like okay this shit is beautiful well, like you go back and listen
0: to some of his other songs like especially from rodeo and you could see the path leading yeah yeah, he has For some sure. great songs on his other projects yeah it's like this one is just like taking most of those and like putting them together and meshing them together right. Right. somebody cool. said this so,
1: is somebody said this is either his this is like his graduation Mm. Like in it, a way, yep, it is. Yep. It is like that's just, at, at that point that was Kanye's apex. At this at this point, this is Travis's apex. It turned somewhere. him into
0: mm. Travis Scott. This is Travis that project. he's all
1: like he's like a, an established mainstream artist, a big hitter. now He's a heavy hitter. Come on, yeah,
2: man! He was at the fucking Super Bowl. Yeah, which, you he, know, there's some issues with that, the, but this, you know this is the album that. Puts them in that conversation of who is the icons of the mainstream. Like, mm-hmm. like if we were to like compare the mainstream to the NBA, then I would say that I would say Travis Scott would be like a Chris Paul or a KAT. Mm. A Carl, K who? Carl Anthony. Thomas. I would
1: say he's bigger than that. I would say he's probably in the realm of maybe. He's a, definitely at least a Paul George right now.
2: Paul George. What about Dwayne Wade? Well, actually not. Dwayne Wade's he, retiring. Yeah, I'm just, not a vet, though. I'm just mind. sit here and just... Yeah, he's not, not a vet.
1: I would say if we we're going we to compare our, um, in like um, current NBA players who are currently hot and doing great shit like, compared to rappers, I would say definitely in the realm of a James Harden, PG. He's that okay, big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would, I, would, I would say James
2: Harden then. I would he's say that James big yeah, right yeah, now. You know, yeah,
1: like, you did the Super Bowl. Look at Huey trying to be like, yeah, I really did this shit. Go ahead. Like, definitely doing the Super Bowl, which, like I said, we have our opinions about that but it's yeah. like just the fact that he got that check yeah. to do that and the fact that his album hit number one and he sold over half a million in the, ed- in the era where it's very hard to sell records all
0: right. so it's got to be my number one man just based off the way it came together was just great all right so then pass it off. actually yeah. actually surprised me a little bit That did yeah. mm-hmm. so. all right my number
1: fucking one hip-hop album of the year after much deliberation and i had some honorable mentions too but we don't yeah. we don't got to get into that yeah. but like my number one hip-hop album I think still, it's, I'm gonna go with Daytona I knew by it. Pusha T. I knew I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with Daytona. And still. the reason, the reason wow. I go with Daytona is because that album was so concise and sharp with focus. It's just pure luxury drug game rap. And I can't even relate to that lifestyle, I but know. the way Pusha T words it in and like you have to, you would, and he has like a very specific niche audience that he caters to. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, Hearing that album And not even being able To relate to that lifestyle But just still Kind of understanding What he's saying By listening to it And then the fucking beats Were incredible You know what I'm saying Like Kanye killed The production And then just like That plus Pusha T's You know Rapping ability Which is not outshined By Kanye's production Because that's actually Hard to do Because a lot of times Kanye's production Will outshine the, the rapper In some cases But it was an even match For me
2: And is definitely Number one um, In my opinion um yeah Daytona I actually went back um and listened to it and yeah it's it is as fire as everyone says like man he 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 completely immerses you into this world of you know just the drug, the drug and, game and just fucking like talking shit about other niggas and stuff and like, <laughs> like why why are you doing this shit and, yeah and, man and Kanye's production is is what makes it even better because coming into this I hated Pusha T Oh, my God. Really? Oh, my God. Why did you hate Pusha T, though? He sounded corny to me. I hated all his features. I did not care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he sounded corny to me. I hey, hate to him. each his own, though, I feel. <laughs> hey, but he changed your mind. Yeah, so this project... Changed my Un- mind because finding. like he comes into this project very raw. He's very brief. He's not in there too long, but he says like, <laughs> <laughs> hold, on, "Hold up, dog. We told him we to for that. But I
0: feel we were, you. What are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> he didn't last too long. <laughs> he didn't last too long. He came in raw. He was unbriefed. Excuse <laughs> was unbriefed, me, <laughs> sir. <laughs> oh,
2: I see why you like this album. Uh, <laughs> oh. Nah, but continue this is this is an album that i that i wanted to put in my top three but i, I there's just no like, i feel you there's just so many good albums yeah and it's like so did, is this album gonna make you have you ever heard of any of his older stuff not yet but it, it's gonna make me want to like besides get, the features dive into it,
1: at so. least you know what i'm saying
2: at least get your feet wet with him a little and see yeah, what it's, it's about it's gonna make me like go to his other stuff because okay. i know he has another short album but um yeah, I'll talk about that. Yeah. So let's just run
0: down our top three again so that people can vote. Yeah, let us know who you think had the best pick. As with every week, the best, the list, best yeah. list of albums.
2: So Nemo's was from three to one. All right, fr- number three I said was J.I.D.'s DiCaprio. You know he's amazing lyricist, amazing flow. I can't wait to see what he does with his career. Number two is Die Lit by Playboy Cardi because of that energy and that youthfulness that he brings. Number one is Earl Sweatshirts some rap songs because I love the idea of it. Um, I love the the bars that he's spinning on there, and I love the beats too. Mm. You think Cardi will be making songs like that when he's like thirty? No. How old is he now? <laughs> this you think he'll get introspective? He's like 20, as fuck? twenty-one. Oh yeah, he okay. Thirty. Okay. But okay. Like Offset, uh, may, actually, uh, on oh, Die Lit, he gets a little bit introspective. Oh. He goes like, "I got a lot on my mind." That, that's the Deepest. But the tone, <laughs> is, With the tone is still lit. It's like, I got
0: a I'm lot on I
1: don't
2: know
0: how I'm gonna make it. My grandma just died. <laughs> oh yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Right. Funeral. <laughs>
0: Late. Hey yeah okay. Uh, For me, it was number three, Room 25 by No Name, Gypsy. Just a beautiful, immersive album with some great topics, great point of view. And you know what I'm saying? If you like, uh, if you support women in hip hop, vote for my list. Otherwise, you're sexist. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Number two, got to give it to, I said, J. Cole, K.O.D., Kids on Drugs. Another great thematic album followed through on the theme was just really dope. And number one, gotta give it to World. It got me lit. Uh, it's got some introspective tunes and shit on there, so it really hits both sides. It's on your way to the party music and sitting at home sad music mm-hmm. and just just wanting to, it's like just a great vibe for yeah. the album. So.
1: Yeah, and also, I'm um, just harping back on the World thing, I think Coffee Bean too really helped me enjoy the album because that's him yeah. actually just, that's, a, that's the most, most, I guess, rapping Rappy. he's ever yeah. been so i appreciated that from him. Did well you?
0: not that he's ever been but uh, definitely on this album yeah on this you album too look at like his freestyle from xxl this nigga was like rapping rapping
1: oh okay yeah. i'm gonna have to check that out well that was from like some years ago
0: uh, was he was like, on there like, with like, the 2014 same. right
1: yeah, yeah I, I have hit. to go check so, that out of, again one of them years <laughs> did you did you get to reiterate what your number one album was did you say that you said that
2: right yeah some, some rap songs okay
1: and, so yeah um my top three albums, number three, I had Nasir. Just classic hip-hop feel, classic hip-hop energy. Um Production was great. Nas' lyricism. While at some points I can see where you can poke holes in it, but for the most part, I thought that it was pretty sharp. Um, especially on everything, which I think was his best rapping performance on the entire album. Mm. Um, number two, I had Astroworld for much of the same reasons here we had as number one. It's just, it's a, it's a great overall cohesive album for the most part. And the, the production is not super diverse in the context of the album, but it just fits so well with that theme and what he was going for. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's hard to skip a lot of those songs. Um, and Travis, like I said, it had a lot of hype to live up to and he took his time with it. And you can tell that he put, this is like his baby, like, the one that you know what I'm saying he really polished yeah. and made sure that it sounded great and so I think he succeeded at doing that. And my number one album was Dayton about Pusha T. I just think it's airtight and cohesiveness. Um the beats are excellent I think for the most part Explicit. and um Pusha T's rapping he just brought it man. He just brought it. Like he has a very pre- like he has precision with his flow. Like he's like that kind of like then then like he don't go super yeah. fast. He's very slow and very methodical yeah, with you know his that. beats. You know what I'm saying? But if you like listen to him, he has some really good like metaphors and some nice wordplay. So I think that's my, that's definitely my number one album know. of the year. So yeah, yeah, so
0: vote for your top picks, and now let's segue, segue to. Our show and tells who wants to go first.
1: Do you, do you want to give a brief description? Just. Oh, yeah. yeah. For
0: the, anybody who hasn't listened to the first episode and go back and check that out. Show and tell is when we uh, the three of us each go and pick a random topic um, or, you know, just something out there, piece of art or something that we bring to each other and talk about. Like literally like show and tell um, when you're a kid, like we're bringing up something that we think people don't talk about enough or is like, you know, underrepresented or, or they may not know or that you may not know yeah. about. So, yeah. yeah, we just want to bring some light to that and, uh, yeah.
2: And to surprise, and to add a surprise element, we didn't even tell each other yeah. what our we show, show and tell. tells were. And
0: we're probably going to start doing that from now on, just not telling each other and just being yeah. like, oh, what did you bring to show and tell? All right,
1: so let's get into it. Um, am I going for, right, I'll, sure, I'll go, go first. first okay. I'll go. So, for this show and tell, like recently, I've just been interested in knowing about, and don't ask me why, just knowing about, the barber trade and the history behind barbers like nobody ever thinks about that That's so it's like okay. I said like, so what like what is the history of barbering so I looked it up and actually um, barbering the trade goes back to all the way to ancient Egypt unsurprisingly even based on how much you know how of much you don't know people started bar- you know what I'm saying <laughs> so I think the most interesting Come thing about now. that other than the fact that it goes all the way back to ancient Egypt which we all know was probably a dope ass time mm. in, in the world's history um, barbers originally were very very high class they were viewed as high class individuals in that time wow, and they were wow. usually always um, not only were they groomed, but they groomed people. But they were like scientists. Also, it was very common to find a barber that that knew scientists and astrology and all that kind of
0: stuff. Forgive me if I'm wrong, but weren't barbers also associated with medicine? Yeah,
1: they were That's yeah. yeah, that too They were associated with medicine They were associated with Having a wealth of knowledge Of other things Other than just grooming mm-hmm. Even though Because you groomed You are a very very um, important Figure in society Because people put a lot of stock And still do put a lot of stock Into their appearance Yeah. So especially, you know Back in those days I find it very interesting To know like the, And then it's kind of like I don't know if it's devolved <laughs> From that To mm-hmm. what we think of A barber is today Because it's like Nowadays mm-hmm. We don't really think A barber is just having Like a wealth of knowledge On those type of subjects Like they had back then yeah. It's just You just got a nigga Who knows how to cut your hair Fine
0: it's you more know, specified. It's more hey, specified man, now, you, but. A quick tip if you have any questions about like grooming and shit or like what razors, ask your fucking barber. Because I, I asked my barber for like razor bump cream, what razors to buy. And they all have been like, ask your black barber if you're black. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. If you don't have a black barber and you're black, I don't know what you're doing. I don't doing. know what you're doing hey, either. What the hey, fuck going on? Um, <laughs> they, you're not they cultured. Know you're not culture. You like, I haven't had razor bumps in like forever now because I got some cream.
1: Oh, oh, yeah, and also just to tie into that too, um, this, this is like a side note, but apparently like a young man's first shave was considered a, a important part of his coming of age ceremony back then. Mm. So wow. they had a very important place in society and in antiquity. So I thought that was just interesting, yeah. just to know.
0: Of course, the first barbers were black. Of course. Because <laughs> the best barbers are black. <laughs> Come on now. That's not even, yeah, yeah it's just a fact. It's just a fact. So we can't it, even yeah. have dialogue about that. Oh, no, but that don't was, downplay it.
1: Yeah, that's my show and tell topic. Come man. on now. Nah. That, that was dope to me. Yeah
2: nemo oh we're on me okay yes so for my show and tell i i want to bring to you guys a wild uh theory i got all right hear me out on this no Ah, fuck okay next all right my turn
0: so for what i
2: brought (laughs) go ahead
1: nemo goddamn (laughs) (laughs) shit
2: all right all right so short songs and albums are the new wave correct that's your theory yes and let me further explain to you by that you know uh well let me start by going off on something that huey said earlier you know he said longer albums are getting harder to make nowadays so yeah longer good albums yeah so people's attention spans definitely have definitely decreased for sure especially in, in this age of time where we get everything fast we get all of our dopamine like right now so People move on with music quicker and quicker, so why not just make a short album that is consistent, concise, and it, it's easy to listen to for the for the viewer? And what another thing about short albums is? It's not about. Well, it, it's more about. What you're putting into that time. You know, like, I, I listen to songs that are like one, two minutes or whatever because, you know, what they're doing in those two minutes is what sticks with me. And what mm-hmm. I hate is when I hear a four, a four minute song, but, but only the first hook, only the first verse is good. Only the hook is good. Yeah. I know, mm-hmm. it, I know a lot of you guys do that. You'll listen to a three, a, a song with three verses, but you'll only play the first verse. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, why not yeah, just, yeah. why not just shorten that down? You know Fact, what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You d- you don't need those extra verses. I mean, if it could help with the song, of course it could help with a song. Or just put those ideas on a on a different song on the album, make the album longer. I mean, have more songs, like seventeen songs or something. But like, just make it thirty minutes or something. Yeah. And then a lot of times with
0: yeah, longer songs sometimes just drag out, and you know they're exactly. just trying to
2: keep with tradition of like oh a, a
0: rapper has like a five minute song. Yeah. The fuck you mean, and and, and then they're just at the end of the so-
2: track just saying the hook for the 80th time and shit. You <laughs> and, know and what I mean? And that's what... Um, that's, that's, that was my biggest sti- stipulation with the Gunna album. He had a lot of, like, three-minute songs on there or whatever, and I know with th- the hooks would sound fire, the verse would sound fire, but then the verse, he'll, he'll go into the second verse, still talking about the same stuff. Then he'll go into the third verse, still talking about the same stuff. And <laughs> then he'll come back with the hook, and it's just like, oh yeah i mean that's that's basically yeah, the formula yeah. so what's
1: so what's like what's the theory though is there a theory or is it just that's just an idea that you like or an observation that you You're like wanted to point out
2: it's it's an observation slash theory that that's gonna be the new. That like, that is that that's gonna be gonna the new standard. New yeah, standard of shorter albums. That's gonna be the new standard, and it and it could stem from a classic album called Mad Villain. You know that song had tw- that album had twenty four songs on it, wow. but it was like it was only under an hour or something because each oh. song was like two three minutes. You know what I'm saying Doom. He would pack a lot of content on that album. You know because his flow is amazing he has the lyrics or whatever and then the Lib production is what keeps you going along with this with the album and that that's that's what really makes it like easier to go along because like they're they're so short he's giving you so much content mm. and yeah. yeah it just makes it easier it just makes it easier to digest that's I- that's what I'm thinking about from a consumer's perspective make it easy for the fans to digest because I know they already complain about how much investment an album is yes yeah, why not make it though. just why not make it short that, that probably that probably will be the new wave yeah
1: I, th- I think the only thing though is find that balance between giving them enough and not leaving people wanting more exactly that's the only balance because even with 444 with Jay's album it was 10 songs mm-hmm. but it wasn't it wasn't long at all so yeah. even after the end I was like dang some of those songs I kind of was like I was just getting into them and then they were done so I still like the album. I'm just yeah. saying, like I think that's finding that gray yeah. line between, like yeah. I give them enough, but
2: not yeah. give them too much. Yeah. yeah, that's that's what that's what the hard part for the artists is, yeah. is, yeah. is to like find I mean, out how much. to give them that content. Just give them a whole bunch of content, but keep it short. That that's that's the issue. And here are some examples of albums, really short albums that ended up being classics. Uh, Illmatic's one. That has 10 songs, and is less than, it's only like 30 minutes or something. Yeah, Illmatic's a pretty good album. Um, Daytona is one. Seven mm-hmm. songs, 24 minutes. Kids See Ghosts. I know a lot of people are talking about that. Yeah, I love that album. Some rap songs, obviously. 15 minutes. I mean, no, 15 songs, 25 15 minutes. minutes. Uh minutes. The Question Mark album by X. That was like... That, was, that had 18 songs, I, but it was like... X it, was was like 20 it was like 20 minutes 25 minutes
0: first Wait. artist that i saw making that really doing like, especially that. with songs
2: making short songs and just being like that's the song i don't need to yeah. add some extra shit onto there like yeah and he's he's one of the people that kind of helped this theory like get um what was the word Fuck popular the word. yeah that popular i guess i could use that word um that's what makes this theory like popular i guess is yeah. is that uh, x is x is bringing that to the table also yeah, yeah I, I would thought Solange's latest album
1: there too at 19 songs in only 39 minutes. Mm. So, okay. She's kind of following that same kind of yeah, trend of making shorter longer albums with shorter songs, kind of, sort of Yeah, which I think I think is good. It helps the,
0: to carry the album. I hope that's the new wave. Yeah. yeah. I hate it when like I'm really getting like just give me the highlights.
2: With these yeah, long-ass exactly. Movie and, length albums and shit and I'm just like, "Bro." And come that's on. that's slick why I'm not saying that much. Dig. Right. That's like why my shit was only 14 minutes and 7 songs. It's yeah. because like, I didn't want people to be bored with the album, you know? Just- yeah just, just yeah. say what you gotta say make
1: it interesting and get out yeah and that was and that was going back to like the Daytona thing and the whole seven songs thing that Kanye did this past summer he already kind of caught that it's, it shows how where mm-hmm. he is of the wave now he was like yep. now nah, people are being overwhelmed with all these long ass albums and here comes Drake and then it's like it <laughs> oh, <"Here> comes Drake <laughs> with the longest album, song. Like, yeah, like, two disc album and, over, like two discs two discs for days. one album and then uh, for me personally just, just on that just to pick on Drake real quick Drake you <laughs> just could've just you could've just if it was just side A in my opinion, that would have been good enough just yeah. as a as one release by itself. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It still uh, which, wouldn't have been which, very good. Whichever but. whichever um whichever side you prefer, I just think that he, or he could have just at least split it in half. Like, don't give us 25 songs. Give us like 11 or 12. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or give us 11 in an interlude or some shit. Mm-hmm. But like 25, <laughs> yeah, man. Like shit. But yeah, I, I think that um it's good that you brought that up because like I, I remember um I did hear somebody reference Kanye. It was put to see reference Kanye saying they was like, nah, people just been overwhelmed with these short problems because people think that like because like they, they care about quality not quantity at the end of the day you care about quality And not quantity So if you can like And I know it's probably Hard for some artists To cut some songs mm-hmm. Cause it's like nah, I
0: put, off And just make it as like A little side release thing Yeah
1: you know what I'm days. saying Or you know Every every artist has their thing Specific to their album And what their vision is So I know that can be tough mm-hmm. Because yeah. or, originally He said It was probably 10 songs And Tiana Out of the five releases Had 8 songs So she was like Nah like I, I gotta keep this one on there You know what I'm saying So I understand Where the politics Can kind of get in the way Of the artistry a little bit But I think just for Consumer's sake and quality's sake Don't (laughs) just add The songs in just for streaming numbers Which we know some people are notorious for doing Just keep it concise for the sake of the quality You know what I'm saying I
0: think short albums are definitely better So Huey what's your fucking show and tell my dude My show and tell Okay So New York City You guys familiar Mm -hmm. Yeah, It's a city in New York Oh shit Revelation like fuck but they recently released a law um, to prevent discrimination against natural hair. Mm. And it's about damn time. If you don't know what that is, that was raw clapping. <laughs> that was me clapping. <laughs> That's that about damn time. Interesting sound. But um, so I'm just going to read the <laughs> I'm going to just read. Uh, I'll just read it. I'll just read it. So here we go. NYC Commission on Human Rights Legal Enforcement Guidance on Race Discrimination on the Basis of Hair try to make this kind of brief anti anti anti-black racism is an individual and persistent form of discrimination across the nation and in New York City anti-black racism can be explicit and implicit individual and structural and can man and it can manifest through entrenched stereotypes and biases conscious and unconscious anti-black bias also includes discrimination based on characteristics and cultural practices associated with being black including Probations on natural hair and or hairstyles most clearly associated with black people, bans or restrictions on natural hair or hairstyles associated with black people are often rooted in white standards on appearance and perpetuate racist stereotypes that black hairstyles are unprofessional. Such policies exacerbate anti-black bias in employment at school while playing sports in areas of daily living. So the actual law says. The New York human rights law protects the rights of New Yorkers to maintain natural hair or hairstyles that are closely associated with their racial, ethnic or cultural identities. For black people, this includes the right to maintain natural hair, treated or untreated hairstyles, such as locks, cornrows, you already know, um, and or the right to keep hair in an uncut or untrimmed state. So the reason I brought this up is because it's 2019 <laughs> and it's crazy as fuck And we shit. had to create, that New York said, I'm glad that they did. That shows a lot of, you know, that takes a lot to, to be like, yeah, we've been fucking up. This is bad. I'm not giving y'all over, over like, I'm not giving y'all props for it because that's just what should have happened. Yeah. But good, right, it's a good know. thing that you did that. And more... I mean it's just sad that we have to enforce laws for this type of shit and then that it just can't just be standard to be like oh the hair that naturally grows out, out of your head. head is fine like it, we don't have to fucking straighten fight and, white-ify and die for the head. just for a fucking job yeah. shit, you know what I mean and I just I just think it's crazy that that had to happen in 2019 but these shit this shit does come up we were actually talking about this in one of my classes mm-hmm. issues in the African American community um and Girls were in there, and, and yeah, I, I think a lot of this. One thing that's um, that I didn't think about is this affects this affects women heavily of because course. you know they they have more hair than us. They're gonna be making more styles and switching up day to day, um, and it was a lot of women. On the website that I went to, talking about how they were getting discriminated against, and oh, their bosses would be saying, "Oh, yeah, that's fine," and then some some superiors would come in and be like, "Oh, that's unprofessional," and their boss would make them change their hair, and it's just like, wow, like the hair that grows out of your head. They're telling you that it's unprofessional. Twist can't have, like you. You remember like all these stories of schools banning braids and shit. Yeah, and it's like what the fuck. Is Did going you on? you
1: remember that story that one time that this young girl like they said her afro was distracting. Yes, at school you remember that right. Yeah, Just I mean, that the whole it. that whole bullshit like our hair is offensive to people. Like that you know what whole what kind of bullshit. But you know you know what that boils down to. Yeah, we already know racism. Racism, and the so br- the it's, bread and butter of America.
0: Just, it's just. <laughs> it is a real thing that I guess people don't think about enough. Like I know even us, at least, at least I'll speak for myself, at least me personally, you know, And like how the girls were describing that, oh, they'll show up to the interview with the straight hair and then then they'll wear their afro and all this. And it's just this ingrained thing, ingrained thing in our community to where we have to suppress the elements of us that truly make us us in order to gain recognition from white superiors and get a job. Talk that shit, Huey. (laughs) Talk that that shit, Huey. Yeah, I'm saying, man. Talk
1: that shit,
2: Huey. (laughs) Yeah.
0: But yeah, man, it's just like the fuck is going on I'm glad that change is happening I guess but it it just really reminds me that shit is wild out yeah there. it reminds you of
1: how racist and, oh. and how embedded the racism is in this and, country and what I was
0: going to say because like I remember when we, when we first got out of high school and I was trying to get a job and shit like you know you're, you'll have people in your family telling you to pick out your hair and, yeah. and I would yeah. be doing that mm. shit. I'll be picking out my hair and feeling hated like a it. fucking dork hated you know, it, trying it. to make hate. it look all neat and temp oh, for you. Oh, neat and you. presentable. You know yeah, you dig? Like, even though the way that it grows out of my head is the way that it grows out of my head and white people have messy hair it's like a style or some shit. Yeah, or they oh, can that's just... that's the temp fade style with the swoop. Like, you know mm. what I'm saying? But when we do it, look at this, this nigger with these natty dreads these and shit. D- we you know have to make all these concessions just to be
1: accepted or to fit in into the... Just
0: fuck it. I'm, I'm done with it. And I've been I just done wanted with to it. call a call to action. For me, my thing was if I'm going to work somewhere and I can't have. I, what I realized was. And then all those places where I picked out my hair, I didn't get the job. So, so, fuck, so them fuck them anyway. Them. Yeah. <laughs> so fuck and they're, them. And
1: there were most likely some 750 jobs that were going to quit in a fucking course, couple months anyway. They're not no fucking job.
0: career jobs. Yeah. So, but anyway, first off, natural hair is beautiful. That's fuck. So. I just want to call the action to rock your natural hair. If you are someone who wears natural hairstyles, rock that shit. Especially unapologetically. black. Especially you know black. Saying? And I'm happy that those black women told their stories and that something was done about this. Mm-hmm. As at least in a big and populous city like New York City. Yeah, we definitely need to st- like stop. Come on now, stop the bullshit. It's
1: like they were all in the meeting room, and they was like, you know what, guys, we can probably just get rid of this. They're like, you know, this fucked up right? Yeah,
0: can we stop that? the hair? We can move on <laughs> from on, the hair, shit. like your hair. Think about how ingrained that is. Like, that's literally something that grows out of your body, a, p- a piece of your body. That society says you have to like, oh, you have to make concessions for make that. it like this certain way. Like, what is this Kim Jong Un? The, fuck, like, out what of the here. fuck are you doing?
1: And I don't even like shaving policies. I think that's a part of it too. That's really that really applies to our hair if you think about it. Mm-hmm. Because they they be like if, if 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 a white person's hair isn't past a certain limb, they won't really tell him to cut it or him mm-hmm. or her to cut it. Yeah. But like if we like most of our hair, like yeah. even at the like the diner halls or whatever, you've got to shave mm-hmm. your beard, or you got to like at the hotel, you have to get your hair clean cut. To work there I'm like yeah, I'm, I'm not, not doing, doing that, that shit. shit
0: Fuck that Like
1: they want everybody To either look you have
0: to look neat Unless you're white Then you can have a long hairstyle Cause you can just slick that shit back if You can just slick it back
1: Exactly So back. what they're really saying is Just get rid of that nigga hair In principle That's <laughs> what they're saying Literally so, yeah, I'm glad that New York City did that. It's a long time. It's, it's can stop sad the that we have to do please. that.
0: Everyone. But, like, I know it's not going to happen, but can we stop the bullshit? We, that's, we're
1: we're going to be gonna some, some of you who are going to be pushing for it to happen. We're going to be yeah. fighting for it to happen for sure. But
0: if I can't wear my natural hair there, I don't want to be there. Exactly. I don't want that job. Fuck it. I rather would just True. be at home.
1: Exactly. If I can't be me. Like, come on now. That's a part of having pride within yourself. Is like, just now. loving your hair and loving it enough to wear it in any situation. Yeah. Like, fuck. Come on now. Luckily in film. Like,
0: hating like shit.
1: We have a little more freedom, though, with our hair. We yeah. should.
0: Yeah. Luckily. But yeah, like, come on. I want to see more. I want to see everybody have that right. All these jobs that are considered, um, what do you call Those it? Um, professional. professional corporate yeah, jobs. Because, come on now. Yeah, I remember, I, I remember that shit. My, people would be like, oh, yeah, you have to, well, you're going to have to cut your hair. You're going to have to pick it out. And then at a certain <laughs> point, I was like, well, fuck that shit. Yeah
1: I ain't gotta sacrifice I ain't Who I am dish. For no seven fifty an hour You did <laughs> Fuck, Fuck out of here For Kroger
0: nigga Man can we Kroger If that's If that shit That bullshit starts happening Uh more, more frequently here. We need to do the same shit. And get that. Get the same.
1: No, no. It, I, I'm pretty sure it's just so in, institutionalized. People don't even. People yeah. don't even acknowledge it, or yeah. people don't even call it out. People just expect it to be a part of the protocol. And I think that's the problem. We we normalize that shit. That shit is not normal yeah. for somebody to be telling you to. In order to to have an opportunity to, to make a livelihood, you have to make. A, you have to alter yeah. your hair to our liking. That's
0: a definition of just anti-black. Anti-black. Cut that's just black. literally anti-black at its finest. Cut your hair off. But yeah, that's what I wanted to bring up. All right. Yeah, that was a very relevant topic. Yeah. So I, I think that pretty much does it for us today, though, right? Yeah, that pretty much wraps it up for us here at the Low Mid Podcast. At the Low Mid Podcast? For the Low Mid for Podcast. The Low Mid Podcast. Yes. For the Low Mid Podcast. Uh, yeah. Your boy, Huey Revolution. Ramil. In Nemo the Zeus. Well, let's just say our social medias one last time. You can follow me at Huey Revolution on everything. Uh, yeah. You can follow me on Instagram at King
1: R A H M I L King Ramil. on Instagram if you if you want to follow me on Snapchat, it's King underscore of Shy twenty three. Shy C H I.
2: Mm. Um you can follow me anywhere. Nemo the Zeus. <laughs> you can follow me anywhere. Yeah, I'm on YouTube, uh Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, all of that. Nemo the Zeus, N E M O T H E Z E U S. Yeah. Yeah.
1: All right, and we appreciate you guys for listening, and we out.